broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 250. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. Uh, and for this very special episode of Stolen Droids Podcast, we are going to talk about the news. See, I thought with this being a very special episode, like maybe I'd have an eating disorder or addiction to caffeine pills or something, and you would have to intervene, or maybe you would like, I don't know, be a drug addict, and I would have to intervene because of your raging alcoholism, or, or I don't know, and it would be like an after-school special, but... Something that you need to watch with someone special, you yes. know? Yes. So, since this is a very special episode, and we're not going to do any of that, just grab somebody who's very special and have them listen with you. Are we talking like short bus special or... Hey, whatever. Special is a special does. Okay. Uh, it is kind of special. We have a lot of headlines. We have more headlines than we've had in a very long time. we got so CES. We're going to be hard-pressed to get through this. But hey, before we even start, we need to tell you about the wonderful folks over at 4814 Web Hosting. These guys are the bomb. They're the bomb.com. In fact, I think that if you wanted to register the bomb.com, you could go over to 4814 Hosting right now and... Register it and get set up with an excellent WordPress site that would never go down. That is, of course, if the bomb.com isn't already registered. I think it might be, but that's beside the point. Well, we should qualify that. The site would never go down as long as they maintained it. If it went down, it would probably be through fault of your own. Yes. But they would get it back up and running quickly for you. Yes, we speak from experience there. I have done that many times. Funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, not, not so much, really, actually. No, no funny. <laughs> Go fig. Yeah. Um, also, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, and of course, Eagle Moss Limited Miniatures. I'm going to have to give them a call because all my shelves that hold my entire armada just fell in my office again. Um, I can't bring myself to go in there and see the damage, but I'm pretty sure that half a Starfleet just got wiped out. You, you need to like invest in drywall anchors or something brother i rent i don't want to put that many holes in the wall oh, just fill it with toothpaste when you move i mean oh does that really work i so i've been told i actually use like drywall putty but drywall mud but you know i've, I've heard the toothpaste works which is funny because i would imagine that uh, drywall putty is actually cheaper than trying to use that much toothpaste to fill in a hole yeah most likely and there is the always the um benefit you get of it smelling minty fresh though that's how you get ants people <laughs> so yeah we weren't lying there are a ton of headlines this week we are only three minutes into recording and i'm already kind of wondering how on earth are we going to get through all of these so here's what we're going to do first off we're going to get the feedback because we do have feedback and i want to make sure we get to it then we're going to rush through some headlines that they're headlines they're interesting they're news but they're kind of self-explanatory. You know, they don't require a huge backstory. They're just kind of, hey, here's what's up. Sound good? That that works for me. All right. All right. Um, our first headline comes from, uh, sorry, not headline, the feedback comes from Arg. I Is think. he a pirate? I don't know. I, we got it. I would have thought this was spam if it weren't for the fact that uh, um, it actually had feedback on it. Uh, except all the feedback was put in the subject line. Uh, and it is, quote, White Slavers, end quote, is a production code era movie euphemism for pimps. 
That's good to know. I this was is, unaware. of course, in reference. Yeah, I was unaware, too. Um, evidently, I need to look into hookers more often, but uh, that, that's one area I have not researched much. <laughs> so, speaking of hookers, did you see that clip? I think it was from a news organization down in Southern California, and they were at some place that was selling Powerball lottery tickets broadcasting live and the reporter goes up to a guy who was buying tickets asks him his numbers he says what they are says what are you going to do if you win this money and he says hookers and cocaine (laughs) on live television she flipped out it was wonderful (laughs) i did not see that no um yeah okay so this is of course is in reference to uh george lucas's quote that we brought to you last week about him saying that he sold uh lucasfilm to white slavers so he sold them to pimps and he's turning out the properties to make money they're they're turning out the properties i i don't understand that logic at all the metaphor's still lost it's still a very murky metaphor it's it's a horrible metaphor yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, because really, when you think about it from that perspective... I think he's trying to insinuate that Disney is prostituting out his beloved Star Wars franchise. But what did he do? Well, that's just it. I don't think he thinks he did that. You know that old adage that the the villain never thinks they're the villain? They think they're the hero? Yes. Yeah. I, I think... I think that's what's going on here. He lived long enough to see himself become the villain, but he doesn't recognize that fact. Yeah. Yeah, he was the worst thing to happen to uh, some of those Star Wars. Um, In other feedback from Kyle, hey guys, as always, love the show. I just finished up listening to 249, and I have to confirm what Zahner said in regards to the SR-71 being in the Hill Air Force Base Museum. Huzzah, I'm right. And it is glorious. It is probably one of my favorite airplanes of all time. Here is a link to the page of the museum. Worth noting is that this plane has been on display there since the late 1991, as described in the following link. Mary Krampus, Kyle. Kyle, thank you very much. I appreciate you fact-checking that. The funny thing is, is I went with my boys a few years ago, and I swear I don't remember seeing it there. I'm not saying it wasn't there, and it's very possible kids running around, I was too busy being a parent to be, you know, actually looking for the for different planes but if i did see it that would make the third sr-71 that i've had the opportunity to see so okay. which i feel kind of cool about <laughs> okay Sounds- how many of them are even left i don't know at least three yeah at least three i don't want to say there's that many of them well we don't there's really the one with how- the x-men use well yeah i want to say there's like 11 and i don't i can't look it up right now but i want to say there's only 11 left and i've seen three of them I feel like I should get an achievement here or something. I, I'm actually Googling it right now. Um, there were only 32 built, 12 were lost in accidents, and none lost to enemy action. So there's still 21. So, yeah. Okay. Unless, so I've seen one-seventh of them. Yeah. Unless there's something weird that happened, but... But, yeah, it looks... I didn't know that there was only 32 of them that were built. They were kind of expensive to build and yeah. maintain. Well, that's never stopped the government from doing anything before. I mean, $500 hammers and whatnot. These ones were particular. They couldn't start themselves. Okay. The engines could not start on their own power. They had to have a start cart that was basically just a Chevy small block V8 uh, hooked up to it to get it up and spinning. And then the thing leaked fuel like a sieve when it was on the tarmac. It wasn't until it was moving at very high speeds at high altitude that the ripples in the skin heated up and expanded to cover up all the seams. And it stopped leaking, you know, highly flammable fuel. Yeah, that's generally an issue. 
There, it was just a different breed of engineers back then. Want to go to the moon? Sure. We strap you to enough fuel, we can get you there. <laughs> now we're all worried about safety and crap. I know. Safety is ridiculous. I know. This is why the Chinese, the Chinese, yeah. This is why the Chinese are passing us and everything, people. They'll strap their people to rockets all day long. They don't care. They really don't. We need to get back on top of that. Um, is is that what the terrorists in the Middle East are doing? We've mistaken them for suicide bombers, but really they're just a very primitive space agency. They're they're just doing field testing. They haven't figured out they actually have to direct the blast downward. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm going to hell. Okay, and I'm going with you because I laughed at that. <laughs> All right. Oh, geez. Now I feel absolutely awful. Okay, so let's. Some of these headlines are going to go along the lines of announcements. Let's get that away out of the way first. First off, Motorola is getting the Axe. We've talked about this before. A lot of the assets got sold from Google Mobility and Motorola Mobility over to Lenovo. Well, finally, the name is going away, and it's going to transition to Moto by Lenovo. Which sounds like an 80s pop group. It really does. Or, or they're a pop song by the group. I hope you're listening. a guitar involved. <laughs> you're, you're listening to Moto by Lenovo. <laughs> just imagine Casey Kasem saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's, it's weird. Yeah, something tells me I may have just made a joke that's too old for people. People are like, who's Casey Kasem? They're like Googling it. Well, it's like, he, oh yeah, he disappeared for like a month. Was it a month? I thought he's still missing. I don't know. He's living up in the the north, nor, northwest wilderness with Sasquatch and the Million Dollar Man. That's that's good idea. Yeah, DB um, Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's going on. Windows Ten has been confirmed to now be on two hundred million devices. I wish I knew what percentage of the market that is, and I don't know how that breaks down to laptops, desktops, tablets, phones, because it's on all of them. But uh, what's really amazing is the fact that, and no one has really said this yet, a service pack was released for Windows 10. It was a massive update. It was. I don't know that I have, maybe I installed it. I don't even know. Yeah, people don't even know if they've downloaded it. If it installs, it's almost like you're installing OS all over again. It goes right back to the black screen with the percent symbols going around in a circle. It's a huge update, and it fixes quite a few problems and really solidifies it. Yeah, my boss actually had that happen, had the download come to him the other day, and it, like, took him out of commission for half the day while it was trying to install. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they did a very good job explaining that, oh, hey, here's a Windows update that will take you out of commission. Yes, you, you will not be productive for hours. <laughs> hey, you want to download this? It fixes a lot of issues. Why, sure. Hey, you want to restart? It'll get that download finished. Okay. Hey, you might want to go watch a movie or something. Go see Star Wars. That'll yeah. take off about half the time that you're going to need. You wanted to run a marathon, right? You you told me about that one day, that you'd like to run a marathon one day. Today's the day. <laughs> it will take that long. But it is an awesome update, and uh, adoption is speeding up like crazy. I think a lot of the naysayers who are just going ape about it have finally died off. They've just shut up about 10. Because it yeah. isn't the unmitigated disaster they claimed it was going to be. I think a lot of people were really hoping that 10 was just going to be a complete, like, dumpster fire. To and what end, though? I don't know. Because these were people who wanted it, but who weren't going to go to to OSX or, or, or Ubuntu. You know, I find it very interesting, because for years you've always had the Microsoft haters, yet a lot of them use Microsoft. 
Yeah, it's like, what, what were you expecting, people? Oh, once they see how badly they failed on this, they'll bring back my XP. No, they won't. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if the next uh, version of Windows is like XP2, and it's like just XP with Service Pack 5? I I want to tell people who go on and on about how much they hate the new my- Windows and how awesome XP was to go back and use XP. XP was very basic compared to what we have now with Windows 10. Yeah, I mean, it was just, ugh. Um, I'm just saying, I, I dare you, I dare any of you out there who think that XP was the best operating system ever to go out there and use it now. Use it and only it and tell me how wonderful your experience is. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, New York City is putting Wi-Fi access points in places where there used to be payphones. I don't know what I think about this. I, I see this being very problematic because they're also going to include an Android tablet that includes free VoIP calling and whatnot. How mu- Okay, first of all, this just appears to be a security disaster waiting to happen. Totally. And um, the next thing, if you put Android tablets in 500 phone booth locations across New York City, how many Android tablets are you going to have come morning of day two? And that's on one hand, I applaud New York City because they're recognizing a need. Okay, people still need easy communication tools out in the city who may not have a cell phone or whose service may have canceled. Larger cities need that; they just flat out need it. But no one uses a payphone anymore. They're expensive to maintain. They're almost always broken, and frankly, no one carries change. Yep. Uh, so it's like, well, what do you do then? So I, I understand where they're coming from on this i just don't think i don't know i don't know what i would do but it isn't this well and just think about the time and the manpower that's needed to maintain like i don't know a large facilities wireless infrastructure you know you need dedicated people you need you need so much manpower so many hours you know dedicated to this if you've got 500 how how many people are you going to need to ensure that those aren't always broken like the payphones? You know, it yeah. just, it, I I see this going very badly very quickly, but uh, maybe that's just the pessimist in me. Indeed, which is um, weird because I'm not very pessimistic. Right, right, never. <laughs> um, Fossil, who came out with the Q founder that I absolutely love and I would just die for one, um, is also coming out with another smartwatch now that isn't so smart. It's a. Uh, it's called the Q54 Pilot. I don't know what they do, why they have these names that they do, but they do. And it's really interesting in that it is a traditional analog watch. But it still links to your smartphone, and you can set different LED patterns or vibration patterns. So when a specific person calls you or you get a message, it will still vibrate or flash in a certain pattern that's associated with that contact or that type of message and let you know to check your phone that you received something. Yeah, and it's a pretty-looking watch, too. It's a very pretty-looking watch. And this kind of fixes one of the things I was saying about smartwatches. You know, your watch will be a watch no matter how long you have it. If you take care of your watch, it'll it'll still be a watch in 100 years. You know, you can pass it down to your kids. It sounds like a stupid, well, no, duh. But a smartwatch, give it two years, it's obsolete. It's a brick. Yes. And all you need is the phones that it's supposed to connect to suddenly being upgraded past it, and it's a useless brick. A watch will always be a watch. And this is kind of the same thing. 
it will always be a watch. It'll be a watch that will vibrate and give you pretty lights. So that's on one hand. And on the other hand, it's kind of like, I don't know, it seems like too big a step backwards. Uh, but that's just me. Well, you know, it kind of it kind of does, yeah, but it seems like it it seems like it's going to remain functional for much longer cuz you know, how difficult is it to build in support for flashing LEDs? I mean, that's kind of a Indeed. default thing at this point. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right and and really it's controlled by uh, an app on your phone. So as long as they keep the app updated, you should be good. Which, if EA is not involved in the development process, you're probably good to go. Yeah. Um, Casio is coming out with a smartwatch uh, that has a built-in calculator. No, I'm joking. A lot of our listeners are too young to even get that reference. Yes. Hey, I had a calculator watch. It was there was awesome. a calculator watch. It seemed like the coolest thing ever until you realized what a dork you looked like with it. Um, but the new Casio smartwatch is called the Smart Outdoor Watch. It, okay, maybe Q Founder isn't such a bad name now. <laughs> In comparison. Well, I don't know. That just kind of tells you what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it is. Uh, it has U.S. military-grade water resistance, shock resistance, um, sensors not found on your normal one. It's really meant for the outdoors, which is quite cool. There is a slight problem with that, however, is that it's still highly dependent upon your smartphone, which yes. is useless in a camping, hunting, hiking, kayaking situation. Oh, I actually hadn't considered that, but I actually really like this watch. My wife's first smartphone, I think, she wanted something that would be able to resist uh, being dropped and whatnot, uh, was a Casio G-Zone. And that was I a, remember that one. That was a nice a, phone. It sounded inappropriately named, but I remember it. Man, no, wait, that wasn't a smartphone. Never mind, that was just a regular phone. Yeah, regular cell phone. I remember that name, and I remember it because it sounded naughty. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good phone and it could put up with a lot of abuse and, you know, i heard so that the g-zone was a myth it, it actually was for a long time and then some doctor claims to have found it uh, but when i saw that they were coming out with kind of a rugged watch a rugged smart watch to go along with their line of of products i thought this is going to be cool and sure enough it's a i like the look of it i this is one that i would buy for myself i agree my only concern with a lot of smartwatches, and it's the one area where i think apple actually has done the best of all of them is that many smart smartwatch um commands the, the gestures have you swipe in from off the screen or squ- swipe up off the screen or down and a lot of them are getting these bezels that are actually very high up on the screen itself these rims that are up on top of it which makes it difficult to, Right. If you're supposed to swipe from the center off the screen, but there's a bezel there preventing your finger from leaving the screen, I, I just I just foresee problems. And that's one area where the, the Apple Watch actually works quite well, because there's no bezels. Yeah. Um, hey, Zoner, don't you have a Fitbit? I do. So, yeah, that was hacked. Um, <laughs> of course it was. Oh, my gosh. What is it with me? I don't know. You're like just a freaking lightning rod for the stuff. I, I, oh man, I cannot believe my luck with this crap. Uh, Time Warner, uh, TWC, Time Warner Cable, who are the most incompetent cable company in America, that's my personal opinion, um, they're trying to figure out if they were hacked. See, they believe they may have been, but on upon review, they realize that Zoner is not one of their subscribers. So, they couldn't have been hacked then, right? 
So they're not sure. But they did let a lot of their customers know that they may have been hacked. They advised, what is it, 3,200? No, 320,000 of their customers know that uh, we may have been hacked. Your information may have been compromised. They suck. They really do. That's just that's just fact. That's not even subjective. Um, Tom Legere decided to send, say something uh, inflammatory against Google. I don't know if that counts as news anymore. Uh, Did you say of, Tom Legere? Well, what is his name? John Legere. It's the same sound. Oh, okay. It's the end of a very long week. We actually recorded last episode, 249, on Sunday night. And here we are now on Friday night recording another episode. So we haven't even gone a full week between recordings. And but there's still been like so much news, so it's all good. It's all good that way, but I, this week, my first week back from vacation has just been a nightmare. You're just getting old. I am. I totally am. So um, weeks ago, we talked about how T-Mobile was bringing out the Binge On, which is their feature that allows you to binge watch video from certain sources and downgrade the video quality of other sources to try and keep you under cap. One of them is YouTube. YouTube has fired back saying that T-Mobile is throttling the service. Now, here's the problem. T-Mobile may be trying to do the right thing in giving their customers more video access, but the only way they're able to do that is by technically throttling. Uh, it's I'm, I'm a T-Mobile customer, and I think it's pretty awesome, but no, sorry, John, they're right. You are throttling the service. Well, doesn't that violate net neutrality? Yeah, yeah, it does. It it really does. Um, so he went on record and called uh, Google and YouTube total BS and semantics, and they're just trying to ruin things for you. However, this is coming about the same time where the FTC, FCC is actually saying, um, no, no, it is throttling. Um, we're not really sure if you're allowed to do it or not. Yeah, it's it's interesting. My favorite and- part of the video is where he goes on to say, who's to say how you can... How you can and can't use your phone. Who has the right to say that? Well, technically the FCC does. That's kind of their mandate. Yes. Well, and also I think it's funny because while he's saying, no, we're not throttling, somebody from T-Mobile, one of their spokespeople or representatives comes out and says, well, yeah, we do throttle. Mm -hmm. It's how we do it. It's like, how else do you think they're able to downgrade the service? Yeah. Um. So I'm sorry. I'm just going to stay out of that argument because it's just it's just mess. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people speculating that John Laguerre is starting to lose his mind. And maybe he, he already did, which is why he started doing all this stuff that's put the mobile industry on its head. Yeah, but he's crazy like a fox. Yeah. yeah. Um, Samsung's Galaxy Gear S2, which runs Tizen, Tizen whatever it is, uh, is, has announced that they are going to have iOS support. Now, this makes sense because it's not an Android Wear device. They can make it work with whatever phone they want. Yep, which is kind of cool. Do you think that that's why they used their own operating system instead I think of Android? I think it's part of it. I do. I also think that they are—they have not yet given up on the idea of having their own smartphone on their own OS. You know, I think that they hope to one day be able to counter Android or iOS with their own offerings. Well, I know that they are like like right at the top and when it term comes in ter- in terms of um like number of android handsets out there so that kind of makes sense you know that they'd want to keep that all in house but i don't know 
Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, speaking of independent operating systems, I need to do a correction from last week. I really screwed up. And unfortunately, in my defense, we were going off of the information we had at the time. It has since been cleared up. Remember the last week I talked about the Ford Sync 3 and how yes. they were dropping QNX and they were going to be going with Android Auto and uh, uh, Apple Car? Yes. Yeah. Turns out... That was correct and not correct. It was not correct. They're not dropping QNX. It was correct that instead they're going to be working with QNX so that in Sync 3, when you plug your Android phone into it, it hijacks Android's Android Auto and Apple's car features. So the phone still thinks it's giving those features into a compatible headset, and Sync 3 is acting as that headset without using Android or iOS. That sounds like witchcraft. The goal is, they say, they want they don't want to shoehorn people into making a $40,000 decision on a car based on your $300 phone. So they're trying to get Sync 3 to have the same set of features no matter what smartphone you plug in. Be it Windows, Android, iOS, BlackBerry, whatever, you'll have the same features. And I can appreciate that. That's a noble goal. But, uh, yeah, once the actual facts came out, we were way off with what we were saying last week. Yeah, but like you said, in fairness, you know, that was the information that was available. That's, yep. what, that's what we were being being fed. So blame it on the mainstream media. Indeed. Hey, uh, you know what else we've been saying in mainstream media for a while here? Microsoft is going to be getting rid of IE, Internet Explorer. Yes. Well, it turns out um, we have a little bit more information on that now. They are flat out pulling all support for all versions uh, up to 10 next Tuesday. So basically the day after this episode comes out. What was the most recent version, IE 11? 11 and Edge. Okay, yeah. It, well, Edge is no longer IE, so... Right, exactly. But yeah, IE 11 is the newest one, and it runs on 10, 8, 8.1, 7... Vista, XP, I don't think it runs on XP. It does not run on XP. Windows (laughs) (laughs) 3.1. But uh, they announced this back in August of 2014, so this really shouldn't come as a surprise to people. But you know what? It still will. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that. It still will. And, you know, I could just imagine somebody saying, oh, well, they said on the news that, that the Blue E won't work anymore, but when I click on it, it still works, so... They're liars. Yeah, people are stupid. Yeah, it'll still work. They just won't offer updates for it anymore, which will just lead to more hacks and more, yeah. More of my data being compromised. Indeed. Um, let's go into some happy news. Okay. And this one has a bit of backstory to it. Uh, our local news site, Fox 13, uh, picked up a story from a few other national sites. Uh comes out of Miami. A baby born with a really odd heart and lung condition where she was missing like half of her heart and one lung. It was so bad that doctors originally told the parents just take her home to die. You know, they sent her home with hospice and end of life care and medication to make sure she was comfortable, but she didn't die. She wasn't feeling great. She was always in pain. She was uh um malnourished. She wasn't developing, but she wasn't dying either. And so they ended up, uh, through a long story, they found a pediatrician, a pediatric surgeon in Miami, who was going to take on how to fix it all. Except their 3D printer didn't work, because oftentimes doctors will get pictures and figure out how things are inside the body, and then they'll 3D print it out so they can have an analog of how to, you know, so they know what it's going to look like. 
it didn't work. So instead, they took that design that they'd normally punch into a 3D printer and put it onto Google Cardboard. They went and bought a Google Cardboard for 20 bucks, popped it onto their phone, and were able to use VR to walk around basically the inside of the heart and the entire torso area and figure out exactly how things were going to be. So when they went in, they could figure out other ways to do different procedures and save the baby's life. Which is really kind of amazing. This is it. This is how the future starts. I'm I'm reminded, do you remember, Zoner, that Lost in Space movie with Gary Oldman and Matt LeBlanc and Lacey Chabert? Yeah. Crappy movie. But there was one area that I really, really liked. Um, when Heather Graham's character, who I didn't even realize was Heather Graham when I first saw it, um, she's like shot or something. Her heart stops. They get her to the med bay. They lay her out on the table, and the computer immediately scans all of her vitals, um, everything going on with her body, and creates a three-dimensional hologram of her skeletal system, her nerves, and her lungs, and you know her cardiopulmonary system, and then lowers it and overlays it on top of her. So the doctor is able to look at everything that's going on with her system with just his regular eyes. But that's VR. Yeah. And this is how it starts. I always thought that was a really cool thing that one day we would be there. And this is the first step to it. It's really awesome. It, it really is. Now, there's a couple things in this article that really kind of bother me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, let's see if it's the same one that I already wrote them about. <laughs> okay. Um, so, first of all, they say it sells for Google Cardboard sells for less than 20 bucks. Okay. Maybe. I think it's substantially less than 20 bucks. Yeah, I got mine for free. Yeah. In my experience, um, like five bucks plus shipping. Uh, But then they say in the second paragraph, Google Cardboard looks like a big set of square goggles. Okay, I'll give it that. Stick your iPhone inside, and with the right app, you can see images in 3D VR. That right there bothers me a lot. They actually repeat that three times in the article. I wrote them and said, "Um, guess what, people? iPhone isn't shorthand for smartphone. Smartphone is shorthand for smartphone. Yeah, that really bothers me. And I don't know, maybe it's the, the OCD geek in me. But I think it works really good with Android, too. And in fact, Android is a Google product, so, you know. Does it even work with iOS? I um, don't think it does. I don't think Google Cardboard is on iOS, is it? Uh, it is. Uh, oh, I've, okay, never mind. Actually, we've, we've used Google Cardboards in my office with iPhones. I think it comes down to what our, our dear friend and beautiful news maiden Christy Porter told us, and that's simply that news outlets have no clue about anything tech. Oh, uh, yeah. but, but this is really cool, actually. I, I foresee a lot of fun things like that. I really enjoy my uh, my cardboard. Um, uh-huh. Mine looks like a, a first-order stormtrooper. My kids love playing with it. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, until you find that there's a Five Nights at Freddy's cardboard app. That one's not so fun. Really? Oh, that's like, that'll make you pee yourself. Yep. So um, you really wrote them and said said that yeah. about, okay. Yeah, it says, have a suggestion? It's like, oh, yes, I do. Hey, <laughs> in another bit of VR news, uh, the Oculus Rift has announced its price and pre-order. So you can go out there and pre-order an Oculus Rift. Now, originally, the Alpha Kits and the test beds all cost around $350, and they had come out and said that it should cost roughly that, and they came out and said, well, it's, we, we couldn't quite get it. It's going to cost a little bit more, but the price will come down as the technology matures. Well, the kits are on sale now. You can pre-order them, and they're like 600 bucks. You know, and Wait, 600 or 500 I, I think they're 6 I think they're 599 
Yes, priced at $600. Now, it does come with uh, Eve Valkyrie, which is the game from Eve Online. But still. That really, I think, you know, your new technology, I assumed, especially with Facebook owning Oculus, that this would be kind of like consoles for Microsoft and Sony and that it would be kind of a loss leader. You sell the you sell the headset so that you could sell the games or whatever else. Yeah, and they have said that they're selling these at cost. They're not making profit on these, and I believe it. Uh, the CEO has come out and apologized. He has personally apologized and said that he didn't do a very good job communicating or setting expectations, that it was totally unintentional, but he never really gave people realistic expectations when it came to the price. When it came right down to it, they simply could not get it down to that price using those components. He still believes that the price will go down eventually because, you know, the technology will mature. And I believe him. But, yeah, people are kind of upset about it. Well, and that happens with all technology. It all eventually comes down in price. But I think that this is almost prohibitive. I don't know that this is going to allow for mass adoption like they were hoping. Yes and no. I agree with you because, yeah, $600 is a lot to drop on a lark, on a toy, uh, one that doesn't have a lot of games, um, the, the promise is there, don't get me wrong, but it's not a developed ecosystem, you know? Exactly. And if the Sony PlayStation had launched for $600, no one would have bought it. The PlayStation 4 can launch for $600 because by that point, people knew Sony. They knew what Sony was going to provide. It was tested. They knew they were in for just a huge ecosystem. Still was a bit cost prohibitive, but it sold. But if the original PlayStation had sold for that much money, it would have been dead in the water. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the problem with 3DO. You remember that game company? Yeah. Hey, we have this really awesome, really powerful, really well-built video game console. It costs $900, and it has three different games out for it. But the promise is there. Yeah, and, and I wonder how much, uh, how, how, how this is actually going to survive with those types of prohibitive pricing. Well, and, and that's where I said the yes and no part, because the no part comes to the fact that there are people upset about it. There are people really upset but they Not, almost sold out. I think they did sell out of their pre-orders. Yeah. So we know that the desire is there. There's that big head of steam. People want their VR. They want their Oculus Rift. There is So even if they don't make a huge amount of money on this, even if not everyone gets one, even if it's too expensive for the masses, I think this is a good start. I think people, their appetites are whetted enough. Do you think this is going to become one of those status symbol type of devices? For the first while, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I say give it another year or two, and then the knockoffs will start coming out and really driving the price lower. Then the knockoffs will start exploding and causing fires to people's homes, um, which, since it goes on your face, is definitely going to be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, Hey, speaking of cheap stuff, we don't have this in the show notes, but straight from the CES floor... um, hoverboards got seized by the u.s marshals yeah that was crazy there was a well it wasn't a it wasn't a hoverboard. it wasn't the hoverboard that we've been talking about it's the one wheel hoverboard it's the self-balancing motorized one wheel platform originally developed by a u.s company and brought out at ces like two years ago this Chinese company has been making knockoffs and were at CES, and the American company managed to get an injunction against them and then sue them 
and get a warrant to get everything seized like within a day. It was insane. They seriously started the tri- they they started the f- proceedings Tuesday and by Thursday everything was approved and US marshals actually went out onto the CES floor, found the booth, took it down, took everything into evidence. It yeah. was insane. That that's awesome. But what's really funny to me and, and Squishy and Schmitty will back me up is the area where they pulled it from is in the Hilton the Las Vegas Hilton conference area It's in their convention area. It's not in the main convention halls and the entire area is full of knockoffs. Everything. That entire floor is Shenzhen limited electronics corp. <laughs> so I wonder why this one was able to get this done. This company was able to get this done, but other companies haven't been able to. Cause I, I think a big part of it is that this company defended its patent, defended its intellectual rights. Usually when we go there and they say, oh, yes, we have this very good uh, battery pack. It's a case with a built-in battery, and it looks exactly like the Mophie juice box. It is a complete ripoff of it. But it's the Mophie juice box from like four years ago, and Mophie has had new models out since then. Mophie doesn't care about the old ones. Sure, knock off our stuff from four or five years ago that we don't sell anymore. And I think this one was a little bit closer to home because that was still the model they were trying to get out to market. Uh-huh. So. Well, and, you know, there's been so many problems with the hoverboards. And I use that term very loosely because they don't hover. But there's been a lot of problems with those where the the Chinese knockoffs are exploding and catching fire and all these other problems that we've talked about before. And that actually damages the brand. And this company was very concerned that, you know, their brand was going to be damaged by Chinese knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, okay. We've been jumping around so much that now I have to go back through and see what we uh, we yeah, haven't I, I, said. I'm totally lost. I don't even That's know what's up. So Okay. So here's a fun one. Uh, Zoner, you live in a house, right? As opposed to a box, yes. Cardboard. Uh, so, yes. of course, houses are now getting hacked. Damn it, Zoner. <laughs> Not quite, um, but Comcast has announced that an exploit has been found, and some people have been exploiting it with their Xfinity home security systems. So people are able to hack the Xfinity home security or home automation, and it's not your personal information that's being leaked. It's basically just access to the house. Yeah, they're able to bypass the bypass the security with uh, radio jamming equipment. Just, I mean, something that simple. It's just jam the radio signals. And you get free access to the house. Yeah. So uh, when when it's jammed, the the de- motion detectors on the windows and doors aren't able to communicate with the base station, so they're effectively u- completely useless. Uh, it's interesting because the vendor Rapid Seven says that it alerted Comcast to the problem two months ago, and Comcast never responded. But Comcast came out and said, "Well, they emailed the wrong address." Really. Really? <laughs> they emailed Floyd and facilities. He can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, you don't think that the vendor that deals with this has the proper address? I have I, no idea. This is why they say that typically you should actually wire your security system and that the Internet of Things may be vulnerable to other attacks like this if everything relies on a wireless standard. Yeah, this is just. Wow, this is just awesome. Indeed. Um, 
that's a big way to, to let in on a hack. That's horrible. That really is. I mean, people could be killed because of that hack. You stop and think yeah, about it. No, I, I'm like, well, no, that seems a little bit. No, no, he's right. He's absolutely right. That, that could be happening. In uh, kind of hilarious news, Luminosity, uh, you know, that app that you see the infomercials for all the time, who uh, have little apps and games on your phone that will expand your brain's natural elasticity or plasticity or whatnot and make you smarter. Yeah, they have to pay a massive fine now to the FTC because because it's an absolute lie. It doesn't make you smarter. It doesn't actually increase your brain activity at all. And everyone who already had a fair amount of brain activity knew that. <laughs> so you mean that $300 lifetime membership to access these apps wasn't such a great deal after all? I'm just saying, you know, if it seems like you're playing Sudo- Sudoku, maybe you're playing Sudoku. <laughs> no, but it's like enhanced Sudoku where it's expanding your brain folds and helping your brain's plasticity yes see and that's that's always kind of confused me because plasticity sounds like a very physical trait of the brain so i don't know if you ride a motorcycle without a helmet it'll bounce back which by the way it doesn't do that that could be a nice feature though of your brain maybe we (laughs) should look at like we enhance plasticity by injecting a silicone mold directly into your skull it's like a jello mold (laughs) i'd like mine without oranges yeah no joke oranges in the brain (laughs) carrots ew (laughs) oh geez so stupid um twitter has announced i shouldn't say announced that's not fair and it's not accurate but there are rumors and reports that twitter is thinking of implementing a new limit on characters so instead of the 140 character limit it would be a 10,000 character limit which i think we already have i believe we call that email <laughs> i really hate this on so many levels I do, too. Let's hear yours, though. Let's hear your your reasons to hate. One of the nice things about Twitter is it's it's microblogging. It's short. It's sweet. And you read what you want. If you need to put a link in, you put a link in, and you're done. If you've got a freaking blog post there, that's just... uh, I mean, you may as well just get a blog and put the link to your blog in Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're hoping they're hoping to have people post more content and longer content on their platform. And I can see why, because currently Twitter has already, what is it? 10 million users more than that. Now I'm way under. There's a lot. I can't be bothered to check. It's late. It's Friday, but they want to have that user base already. They don't want to have to build it up again with a brand new product. Yeah. And I get that, but this is very stupid. Um, we were talking about it earlier today, and Schmitty actually pointed out a very good fact as well. You sure hope that if they do this, they're going to allow HTML or, or rich text formatting, because 10,000 characters of just solid black text, no one's going to read that. No, it's like a novel. It, it really is. It really is. Nobody's going to mess with that. It really, 10,000 characters, that's... If I hit uh, a website or something that's got... Uh, 10,000 characters in an article, odds are I'm not reading the entire article. Yeah, 10,000 characters is actually longer than most of our blog posts. Yes. And it's actually on the top end of the readability scale. And yes, I didn't make that up. That's actually something in SEO marketing. Uh, anything higher than a certain amount, people just won't read. Yeah, I no nobody's got time for that anymore. 
what's really funny is the fact I was listening to another podcast today uh, where they interviewed Alton Brown. And he actually has a little funny thing that he does on his Twitter feed where he will handwrite out a message where he can use as many characters as he wants, takes a picture of it, and tweets the picture. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, because he likes the art of writing, and he likes the art of reading, and he feels that people don't do it as much. But he also likes Instagram and, and Twitter and those things, so he, he combines the two. That's his compromise. That, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, here's hoping Twitter doesn't do that, or does it under a different service or whatever, because it's just... I don't want to hear your stupid thoughts on why Trump would be an awesome president in 10,000 characters on Twitter. I will have to block more of you. Twitter brought to you by WordPress. <laughs> yes, exactly. Twitpress. <laughs> oh, you you need to you need to like trademark that quickly. Right now, yes. Um, what else? Oh, here's stupid news. Pirates in China, not the R kind, more the uh coding kind are complaining that modern PC games are becoming too hard to crack. Now, as someone who has previously used many a pirated program, I can tell you this is stupid. And here's why, because I would be a total hypocrite if I didn't say and point out that what we've been saying for years. And that is, if you make the game easier to obtain, if you make the point of entry lower, then no one was going to pirate it. And so what they're saying now is that these games, you know, which are available on Steam or on Xbox Live or through live download or anything like that, are just becoming too hard to pirate and they may not be able to do it anymore. Well, there's, there's, there's a backstory there we're not getting. What they're actually saying without saying is it's too hard for us to crack them on our current level of resources because no one's giving us money or resources to do this because everyone's just out buying the freaking game. Yeah, because they've become easier and cheaper to obtain. Well, not necessarily cheaper unless you count Steam sales. but Which a lot of people do. A lot they, of people have been going that way. That's when I pick up the majority of my games. Yeah, I. it's just what it is, Pirates. I'm sorry. You know, you served me well for many years. You know, I was a starving student. I still wanted to play games. I still needed to use Photoshop and all these different things, but... The companies have finally grown up. They finally have caught on. Yeah, they have. They have. Now, I love this quote. Uh, they say that based on the current pace of encryption tech, quote, in two years' time, I'm afraid there will be no free games to play in the world, said one forlorn pirate. There's Candy Crush. There is Candy Crush. It's free. You know. Clash of Clans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just... I, I'm like you. I've played a lot of pirated games, and there have been some games that came out recently. Fallout 4. You know, 10 years ago, I would have pirated that in a heartbeat. But no, it's like, I I don't do that. I'm just going to buy it. So I, I actually got a legitimate copy of it, and it works fine. Yeah. I don't need to worry about viruses. I don't need to worry about issues with the... Uh, pirated version not properly translating something or you know oh, just... i remember batman arkham asylum on pc uh you could pirate it all you want but there was a really funny glitch where he couldn't glide anymore that's a problem in certain levels where all you're supposed to do is glide oh yeah and, well and there's that uh what is it software developer tycoon or something like that and it goes great everything is awesome until you start selling your games 
And then all of a sudden, if you have a pirated version, you start having a pirate issue within the game. And you lose Arr. all of your revenue to pirates. I think that's hilarious. I thought that one was great, too. I actually almost bought the game this last Steam sale because of that one one reason. I'm like, that's just too awesome. I got to do it. Um, we have a couple other things here. Um, Apple has decided to cut back on the iPhone 6 and 6S uh, production. No real words why yet, though sources are speculating it's because sales are slowing down. I highly doubt they're uh, lagging. I don't think they're hurting on sales. But it kind of goes back to what we've talked about in our recent shows, especially our year-end show, where smartphones just kind of are what they are now. They're kind of, they've all reached the same point where they all do the same things. There's no real surprise. There's a maturity to the technology now. And I think that's working against Apple. I think if Apple just keeps bringing out the same phone, and they are. I'm sorry, I said the 6S, didn't I? The 6 Plus. I think if they just keep bringing out the same thing with the same design, no one's going to buy them anymore. Yeah, but, I was actually wondering if you thought that you know the market is just saturated. There's no yeah. need to upgrade your your iPhone every. Year and it's anymore. not just Apple. I really have to point that out. It's not my phone right now is having problems. I dropped it. It's been having overheating problems. It's been having uh, radio problems, all due to the drop. It's the first time I've ever dropped a phone and had any kind of. My first time ever. And it's an LG G3. So it's not new. But I'm sitting there going, well, do I want a Nexus 6P? Or do I want to save a whole lot of money and just get, you know, last year's Nexus 6? It's the first time I've ever thought like that where, hmm, I don't really need the latest and greatest because they all do the same thing now. They really do. And, you know, I'm still running my Nexus 5. Yeah. And now, I've now, had it now for two years. It works great. I love it. Before any of the haters write me, I do know that the 6P... Um, has a much better camera, and the 6 has a much bigger screen, but the same resolution. So I know there are differences, but let's be honest, overall, they still do the same thing. Uh, and finally, not finally, but before we go on to our next big one, uh, Fitbit has an answer to the Apple Watch. It is called the Blaze, and I'm trying to pull up a picture of it right now. It looks a lot like an Apple Watch. I'm expecting like some sort of patent infringement lawsuit here with this. Oh, probably. Now, what's funny though is the fact that I, I do remember. And I want to. I'm trying to figure out where I saw it. I want to say it was Engadget. Someone had a chance to wear the Blaze on the CES floor. And he said it's actually horribly uncomfortable. Yeah, they did not like it at all. Yeah, crazy stuff there. Okay, so we have two headlines left. First one I'm going to get into is. Um, ISPs. So over a year ago, the FCC re-laid out the broadband definition. Broadband is now having at least 25 megs down, 5 megs up. Anything less than that cannot call itself broadband anymore. Well, it's been a year, and they ran well, their test I think again. It, I think it's actually 3 megs up. 25 down, 3 up. Oh, you're right. You're right. 3 megs up. Um, yeah. The problem is, is that it turns out that a lot of ISPs have still failed that even after a year. Now, is that okay if they fail it, though, if they don't call it broadband? Well, that's just it. They are not calling it. They're, they're still calling it broadband. Yeah. Uh, now, before people go on and go on about the FCC overreaching or whatnot, it is uh, important to note that there are 39 generally accepted developed countries and when it comes to internet speed and internet access 
we rank number 25. 25 on the list of developed countries. South Korea has 10 times the internet speed for one-fifth the price we pay. Is that how come all those Probably, people yeah, yeah. keep dying? Yeah. But the thing is, is that, like, I was down in Tucson, you know, on my vacation, and my aunt and uncle had miserable internet speeds. Horrible. And it wasn't just their anemic Wi-Fi or their horrible cell service. Their internet speed was just downright rotten, and it was through Comcast. And they said, well, you know, this is the fastest one they offered in our area. And it's just, you know, what are you going to do? It's just the area. And that's what people say. That's what pe- how people justify it. Well, this is just how it's always been. It's because of the area I live in. People have gotten so conditioned by U.S. carriers that they say, sorry, we're the only carrier in your area. And we, it's just we can't get it faster out there. Never mind the fact that the FCC has allotted a one point five billion dollar fund to these ISPs to build out in those exact areas. And that's actually one point five billion dollars a year. Yeah. It's not like just one big fund. They get that every year. With a B, people, and they still can't be bothered to get you faster broadband, and they keep telling you that what you have is broadband. They're lying to you, and they don't care. We visited um, some family out in Texas a few years back. The only internet they could get was wireless, and it topped out at 500K down. Are you kidding? And that was off-peak. During peak, don't even use it, they said. Don't even bother using it. Things what just is this, flat 2001? Out. It is insane. I'm like, I'm like, wow, my, my cell phone, 3G is faster than that. Except it wasn't because you couldn't get cell service out there reliably. Oh, man. And this was in a city. What city? Uh, Seguin. Not a huge city, but a city. Wow. It is just absolutely insane. So if you're listening to this and your internet is anywhere below, go, go to speedtest.net right now, run a test, and if your internet service is below 25 megs down, 3 megs up, call up and scream at your ISP. And don't fall for having to buy a higher tier. That should be the bare minimum. I'm Just actually, saying. I'm actually checking mine right now. Well, keep I'm in not, mind that we're doing a Google Hangout. It's yeah, just, well, I'm not I'm not doing that. I, I'm just checking on my actual modem. Okay, I am pulling down 50 and 5 up. 50 down and 5 up. I have broadband. Yep, yep, you do. And the I awesome am. thing, I pay for 40 down. Yeah, um, my and I, I've already said this. I have a small town here, and we have our own uh, municipal internet. I have sixty-five down, ten up, and in about a year, they are rolling out fiber that is going to become one gig down for free. That's awesome. That's uh, my wife says she thinks my wife thinks that she's gotten me used to living here uh, because it's such a wonderful place. But really, I just can't part from their wonderful internet. Yeah. Oh, she said she heard that. Um, Okay, and our final headline comes from the evil empire that is Facebook. Documents have been leaked and revealed that they have purposely been screwing with their mobile app over the past few years. For Android. Making it fail and crash for Android to see if people were dedicated to their service. Figuring that if people got frustrated with it, they'd stop using it. And instead, they found that people would just go and open up the web version. People were so addicted to their service that they could do anything to it, and they'd still keep coming back. This is like a drug dealer 
specifically tainting his heroin stash to make you turn totally psychotic just to see if you're really addicted enough. Like, this is nth-level psychology right here. This is horrible. It really is. And, you know, I remember a few years, maybe a year ago, uh, Facebook was, they come out with a new app version, and it crashed constantly. Nonstop. And that happened to me. I'm like, okay, screw it. I guess I'm not going to look at Facebook today. Yeah, and, I didn't either. It was like a week where I just didn't use it on my phone. Yeah, and I gave them a nice one-star review, and that was it. Like These people that log into the the mobile browser version, holy crap, how desperate are you for to find out like what color is your soul? What I mean, ancient Greek character were you? Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness, that's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, the more time goes by, the more I think that maybe Schmitty was right for quitting Facebook. <laughs> You know, I was actually talking to my wife about this yesterday. I said, if it wasn't for needing to keep up with family and needing the social media presence for stolen droids, I would probably not be on Facebook at all. That, and like I've said earlier, it is nice to be able to look up and see that your ex is absolutely miserable without you. No, that really is. I I like that little pick-me-up every once in a while. Yeah, rub it in. Oh, your life has turned horrible. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just going to post another picture of my beautiful family. (laughs) Oh, wow. You're 400 pounds now. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Into our favorites. And, you know, for being podcasters and who work in IT and whatnot, you really think we should be 400 pounds. You would Uh, think, but... Our favorites this week. Mine is a little bit late. It came out about the same time that uh, The Force Awakens came out. And it's a Jimmy Fallon video. Now, a lot of Jimmy Fallon videos come out and... I don't know what editor they use, either a program or a person, but it's insane. It takes clips of everything they give it, and it creates out a song. We've had Brian Williams doing a whole bunch of raps, but this is from the original trilogy of Star Wars, you know, 4, 5, and 6, doing the Bee Gees' Staying Alive. Isn't it actually all six of the... Um, oh, you're right. You're right, because there's some other of uh, the prequel stuff in there, too. There right? There's just not as much. Thankfully. Yeah, but like even when Chewie is strangling Lando Calrissian, they get that sound that he makes as one of the uh, ahs in the chorus. I'm thinking they have to have some really advanced software that's doing this, because even as much as I like Star Wars, if I had to watch all six of them just to get the words. That's a lot of effort. That's a lot of work. That's a lot more work than I'd put into it. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Now, my favorite this week uh, is actually some art that comes to us courtesy of Brian Kessinger. Uh, you may have seen this. Uh, he is a Walt Disney Animation Studios and Marvel Comics artist, and he was inspired by The Force Awakens to create a series of fan art, or excuse me, a series of fan art. No, no, serious fan uh, art. <laughs> I said that. I'm like, wait a minute. That didn't come out right. Uh, but it's based on Calvin and Hobbes by Bill Watterson. And, you know, you'll recognize it very quickly when you look at it. Uh, it- it's crazy because looking at it, I can remember the exact strip that he's he's parodying or he's mocking. Oh yeah, it's, it's I, I can wonderful. see exactly which ones. It's wonderful, but I mean, it's really good artwork, and he is getting a lot of run across the internet for this. Uh, he's been posting it to his Twitter account. Very cool stuff. Uh, so if you like art, if you like Star Wars, or if you like Calvin and Hobbes, this may be for you. So check it out. Excellent. Well, that is our episode this week. I'm sorry. It's episode number 250. We didn't do anything huge, but yeah, it's only 250. That doesn't mean that much. It just it's means not like it's five 500. Years. Yeah, yeah. A quarter of a thousand. Most TV shows don't get to this number. 
Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for always tuning in week after week. If you want to give us some feedback, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Go ahead, add us to your Google Plus community. You know you want to. Uh, And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.